Welcome back to another episode of the Mac Rumor Show. Sorry, we were not um, recording last week. We tried, uh, but the uh, hotel Wi-Fi gods did not allow for me to have a stable enough connection. And uh, during CES, it was just too much. So we decided to call it. Um, but we have plenty of things to talk about. But before we do that, I have Hartley here as usual. Hartley, good afternoon. How you doing, man? I'm good. Good. Any uh, anything new? It's been two weeks. Well, I feel like forever. In the last two weeks, I've been I've been waiting for your thoughts on CES. <laughs> so you know, no, oh, I've not thought about anything else other than other than what you like to CES. Well, um, we could talk about that a little bit. We do have Vision Pro stuff. Unfortunately, I know we still keep talking about Vision Pro, but it's not going to go any go away anywhere for like the next couple of weeks because. Pre-orders are tomorrow. We are recording this on Thursday. They go up tomorrow, Friday the 19th. Um, but before we get into all that, yeah, CES was CES. I don't really know how to describe it. It was very weird in the sense that, like, yeah, AI was the big buzzword of everything. But, like, I feel like I didn't see that many AI. Sp- or maybe I was just trying to actively avoid it. But, like, what I did see a lot of were transparent TVs and, like, screens. And I just don't know why we need that but they exist have you seen any of the the stuff on these transparent displays uh i saw that i saw videos about them but i i I don't know how they would actually look to the naked eye okay so um i can walk you through that a little bit so the samsung ones were more of a concept um they were not tvs in the slightest they kind of showed you what it looked like you know here's a display and here's like a newspaper behind it and look you can see the newspaper and like that's fine then they showed like functionality behind it and it was like it was interesting so it was one panel in the back and then the transparent panel in the front so there are basically two displays and the back display so it was a soccer game or what you guys would call football it was a uh, it was a soccer game going on in the background and then in the foreground there was on that transparent display like a bunch of um text like stats and things going on in relation to the soccer game to the soccer match it's matches right yeah yeah okay Uh, you know whatever anyways so that was cool but like also why why would i want to be seeing these stats and stuff while the game's going on like get it out of the way i want to i want to see the game so that was one but then lg actually had a non-prototype functional like here is a TV that will be coming out later this year. And I'm like, okay, so let's see what that's all about. And what it was, was basically a giant display, transparent display built into like an entertainment center looking thing and had some lights on it. And it was all one piece. And they did have like a, a vase behind it with a little flower. So like showing you, this is the transparent part. And uh, so they showed, like the stuff that goes on with the transparent like content. It was more of like a hub for widgets and information. Uh, You know, they had a fish tank looked cool, I guess, just like stuff to be on in the background. Um, It wasn't things that you were going to actually going to watch, but then they did social. So they did show some content where it was like a performance from an artist and she was singing. And I don't know if this was like shot this way specifically for it, or if the, the actual TV is capable of like, taking 
away everything and just soloing her out. But it was basically only the singer. She was singing. They said, usually you'd see like the band and stuff like that. And they were gone. It was just her. And I'm like, oh, that's unique. I guess if you wanted to just have like a kind of feels like you're having a private converse or private show in your living room. That's cool. But the most um, unique thing about this is that you don't have to have the transparent stuff on at all times. So they hopped into Amazon Prime. And they're like, if you want to watch a normal TV show and you don't like the way this looks and you really want to like, you know, hunker down and actually focus on the content, not be distracted by the transparency and, you know, make it look a little better. They push the button. This contrast film comes up behind that display and basically turns it into, I kept calling it a regular OLED, but I guess it's not a typical OLED in the way that we're used to, but they did call it an OLED display and said that, you know, here it is. And it did look perfectly fine to me so i mean that's cool that you can cycle between that but like then what's the point of the transparent stuff is it just a gimmick like i kind of you know i don't want to hate on it because I, it is cool but like why do we need that is what i want so what do you think about all of that i think that it, there is something to be said for less invasive uh tvs what really appealed to me several years ago were the rollable tvs mm -hmm. um Especially because I know in the States you have very big houses, but in the UK we, we tend to have very small ones. So we're, yeah. we're very tight on space. And so in your living room, if you've got a massive 60-inch TV, it, it's probably taking up like a whole wall in your, in your living room um, and does not look that good. So the ability to kind of roll that away or have something transparent that would show through your wall might make you feel just a little bit less claustrophobic and it also just might look a little bit nicer so oh from a it definitely an, looks a lot nicer than a more traditional like tv setup for yeah. sure and i think it's for me that's what it, what it really comes down to is how invasive it is in the room uh but the thing that's a shame about it is we've had those uh, things like rollable tvs um for quite a long time now that technology has been available but it's just never really trickled down the market it's never really become affordable and i feel like that's what happens with a lot of these tv technologies yes we get the stuff like 8k um that once at ces was a big deal um but we don't tend to get a lot of these uh, other things like they've well, we've seen flexible tvs as well where they kind of fold down that was a couple of years ago wasn't it uh the only one that i remember that is actually it's always lg lg actually does put these things out the problem is they're like friggin a hundred thousand dollars like i yeah. can't i'm not spent who, who is that for that's not for me that's not for you unless you have some secrets you want to tell me uh or you just blowing all of your cash on tv which i mean honestly it is cool uh but like yeah i mean rollable tvs like it kind of like rolls into that entertainment center is that what you're talking about yes yeah yeah those are sick but like and you can buy one, but it's so expensive. I'm pretty sure MKBHD has one, right? I thought I saw he had one in their studio or something. Good for him. He's doing very well. So that's that's who it's for. It's people like that, tech enthusiasts, the elite rich that like, oh, I just want my TV to go away and then come up. But it's also funny that you said massive 60-inch TV. A 60-inch TV here is very small for us. <laughs> but yeah. That is... That is like, it might as well be a 42-inch TV here at this point. It's cool. I don't know that it's going to be affordable. Um, I don't think it would be something that's priced at $100,000, but it wouldn't surprise me. I was thinking maybe half of that. Uh, but that also just seems ridiculously expensive. Twenty grand, even that's expensive, but still not as bad as what... I, I don't know where the price is. They didn't tell me. 
Uh, but they did say it was going to be available later in the year. So that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, what if they said it was like $4,000? I would, I would consider that. Yeah, that's not that's not too bad. I think that's sort of in an yeah. acceptable range. I think it, with, with this stuff, when it kind of ticks over maybe like six or eight thousand dollars, that's when you begin to think, you know, TVs don't age that well. Um, so the technology moves on with them fairly quickly. Um, I don't know if I'd want to be spending that much on a TV, but four thousand when you are consuming a lot of entertainment, I think that's that's you know, it's a bit like it's a like- Vision Pro, which we'll get to. I feel like you're right, and I feel like you're right and wrong in the sense that the technology moves quickly in this because, like, it does, and the pictures are getting better. But also, like, it's not something we upgrade as frequently, right? I don't yeah, think most upgrade, people do. But nevertheless, I feel like when you have a TV five years later, it'll work fine. But you'll you'll want for something better that is available on the market by that point. This episode of the Mac Rumor Show is sponsored by Notion. I've been using Notion for a long time, and it's also been the driving force for a lot of what I do here at MacRumors, specifically for the podcast. I have show notes, podcast episode backlogs, and scripts for my videos and tasks, and it's just all here for me to see in one place with Notion. Notion combines your notes, documents, and projects into one space that's simple and beautifully designed, and you can leverage the power of AI right inside of Notion across all of your notes and docs without having to jump between your work and a separate AI-powered tool. Unlike other specialized tools or legacy suites that have you bouncing between six different apps, Notion is just seamlessly integrated, infinitely flexible, and beautifully easy to use. And also, fully integrated Notion AI helps you work faster, write better, think bigger, doing tasks that normally take you hours in just a few seconds. So save time and write faster by letting Notion AI handle the first draft, jumpstart a brainstorm, or turn your messy notes into something polished. You can even automate tedious tasks like summarizing meeting notes or finding next steps. Notion AI does all of this and more and frees you up to do the deep work. Notion is used by over half of the Fortune 500 companies, and teams that use Notion send less email, cancel more meetings, save time searching for their work, and reduce spending on tools, which helps keep everyone on the same page. So try Notion for free when you go to Notion.com slash MacRumors. That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com slash MacRumors, to try the powerful, easy-to-use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show notion.com slash mac rumors thanks notion for sponsoring this episode yeah i guess so maybe like i have a an oled from 2017 2018 and we're past the five year i mean it's perfectly fine i really like it and i have a samsung 8k tv that we bought three years ago and uh the only thing that I'd want to upgrade for from that is just to go bigger, which is ridiculous because it's already 75 inches. And then I probably wouldn't get 8K because I thought the tech, like I thought that content would be more available, you know, three to five years. And like, I just don't see that happening yet. Yeah. So, and like a lot of these, and that was the other thing at CES is that Samsung had, you know, said that a lot of these new chips are, the processors are fast enough and powerful enough to make every piece of content upscaled to 8K. And I just don't know how to like actually quantify that and see if it's really happening. But I will yeah. say that the uh, the examples that I saw, the images did look really, really good. So I don't know what they're showcasing there. But it doesn't look like that on my TV. So uh, yeah, I don't know. That's That was kind of a lot of stuff. A lot of TV stuff as usual. Um, AR and VR, as you can imagine. 
I saw quite literally an exact knockoff of a Vision Pro. Um, yes, I won't even. This. Yeah, I don't. I won't even say the brand, but I put it on, which very suspect of me to just put on a demo that everyone else was touching. Uh, but I did it, and uh, it looked like trash. I'm just going to be quite honest. It looked bad. Uh, it fit terribly. It was so uncomfortable. Um, I did try the X Real glasses. Those were cool. Um, definitely a lot better than I was expecting when it comes to like a normal pair of glasses and not like a headset. Eh, it had some things that needed to be cleaned up, but like I was pretty impressed with what I saw um, from stuff like that. And then uh, I want to get your take on the rabbit the ai assistant right. that was introduced uh i didn't get a chance to see it up close i didn't know this was happening until it happened and then i noticed like every one of my friends in the youtube space were tweeting about it and uh you know most of them did the appropriate thing and said this was sponsored but some of them didn't so uh one of the ones that i did saw i was like oh damn this was cool like everybody's liking it you know maybe it's something really fun to check out and then i saw that like oh everyone's doing this it's definitely paid for so they they hit up everyone um so i don't know if this is actually really good or not but it seems intriguing i did buy one it was only 199 um what did you think about that what what does it even do i didn't even look up into it as much as i should have i just looked at it and was like oh it looks interesting and just bought it so it's coming at uh ai tools from a little bit of a different direction um there's no subscription fee. So unlike other services yeah. like uh, ChatGPT, uh, this is just a one-off price for the hardware. But the thing that's a bit strange about it is it's not really using very much of that hardware. So, okay, it's got a little camera on there. It's got a little display. Um, it's not it's not locally processing anything. Um, that is all done over the internet. And the idea is that you give it um, your logins to various things, um, maybe stuff like uh your uh airline booking account and then you can say to it book a flight for me under these circumstances uh, with these requirements and it can go ahead and do that so it's it's like um basically an ai bot that can go a little bit further than um, just a, a chat bot because it can use your accounts um and go in and do stuff on your behalf um that's really interesting my yeah. skepticism about it is I don't really want to carry around another thing for the sake of it. Um, it's a really nice looking piece of hardware, but why can I not just run an app on my iPhone that does that? I'd rather pay you the the two hundred dollars for the app, and then at least I do it from my phone. I don't I don't really get a better experience from having a separate device from that. Um, so that's my my sort of biggest question about it, and also something about giving my account details to a company that is then accessing that over the internet does make me feel a little bit uncomfortable, especially if it's making payments on my behalf or purchasing things. Um, yeah. Because what if it's purchasing the wrong thing? Yeah. Um, or it, it's 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 tying things together in the wrong way because you know as good as AI tools are now at this stage, um, they still do make a lot of mistakes and they still have limitations. So I would not have absolute confidence in saying uh, to... Um, this this rabbit device yeah i need some furniture it's got to be this size i want it to be made of this material and this is my budget go buy it um i don't think we're quite there yet and i think that's what this device is trying to kind of get to 
Yeah, I think this this is just what Apple should put in the Apple Watch. Like, take yeah. this, put it in the Apple Watch. It would kill it. I mean, it would just be so great. Um, I think it's also way more intriguing and more. I don't know about functional. I've never I've never tested either one of these, but just based on what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, I just feel like this is far more um, something that I would use more than the AI, the humane pin or whatever. Like, I don't want to wear something on me that, like, I'd rather carry another device in my pocket than have to wear something on me. I know that's less invasive, but, like, it just feels weird. And, like, then I have to put my hand out. Like, I just, I'm, I'm so skeptical on that. I did get both of them. So let's see what happens. We'll do, like, a an official test off of AI unnecessary tools that people keep putting out. But, um, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the, you know, a Qi 2. Qi 2 was, like, the <laughs> the rage so many Qi 2 chargers. Uh, that's cool, I guess. I don't know. I saw a dock that can um, connect your Windows PC and your Mac uh, to like three monitors. And so they had two monitors that had the Windows PC. Then the third monitor had a Mac. And you can plug in your peripherals to it. Headset, keyboard, my, um, mouse, anything. And when they moved the mouse over to the Mac from the Windows to the Mac, it seamlessly went over and worked perfectly fine. And they said your headset, everything would immediately switch. So I had like a little KVM switch built into this dock. And I don't know if anyone ever has ever done that before. That seems like something that exists, right? But like they made it seem to me and I just didn't bother asking because I was kind of blown away by it. I've just never like thought about this, but this seems so useful for those who have like a gaming PC and then a Mac and they just want to be able to like, you know, right? Like, I feel like that should exist more, but I've never seen that before. Have you seen that before? I think I've seen similar sorts of things from like Logitech, but I well, don't like, know if, how polished they are compared to what you're talking about. So yeah, like that is um, that is true. They have the like flow where you can flow between devices, right? Right. And I yeah. believe you can do it between Windows and Mac. Yeah. But this is a little different in the sense that it's just like a hub. USB-C hub that can also connect peripherals, monitors, um, and they all can work together. I know certain monitors can do that as well. Um, they basically have the switch where they can run both, but it's not the same as like having them both up at the same time and then being able to just like slide your mouse over and it works. You don't have to do anything. Um, so it's kind of like taking those two, like a USB-C dock and that Logitech flow and combining it into one. If you are listening to this and you're screaming at us saying like, yes, you idiots, this exists. It's very common. It's this, this, and this. Cool. Tell me. I have no idea. Um, and uh, I just thought it was interesting. And like, those are like little minor things that like, you know, are more intriguing to me than a transparent display. Um, yeah, that's really it uh, on the sense of CES. I made a couple of videos. Go check those out. Um, I do want to quickly talk about the uh, Samsung Galaxy S24 lineup that got announced yesterday officially. Uh, I, I did see it at CES. They actually did send me one. I have one right here. Um, I'm very impressed with it in the sense of like, it is kind of the same hardware, uh, except they did go titanium. How do you feel about that, Harley? They went titanium. Yeah, uh, fine. I think that's not maybe yeah. the, uh, the end of where some of the similarities lie with the iPhone 15 oh, Pro. What do you think? Uh, what, what else do they do? Well, if I'm not mistaken, uh, last year's model had a 10x zoom. 
Mm -hmm. But this model has gone to a 5X, which is now where Apple has settled for their telephoto. Yeah, so I'm I'm intrigued by that. I need to get a little more information. Um, but last year they had a 10 megapixel, 10X optical zoom camera. That was their telephoto lens. And you would think like you'd want the optical lens to be the highest amount of zoom, right? Because then in theory, if you zoomed out, it should still be really good. It should be good quality. But I think because a sensor is 10 megapixels, it's not big enough to make that necessarily true. And um, so what they did was they went with a 50 megapixel sensor at 5X optical, but they say that the optical range is now like 2 to 10X. But it's optical quality, as that was very yeah, because you crop. But again, that's right. that's basically although Apple's. Uh, but wouldn't it be better to crop out with it? Yeah, so I mean, you can make it work. Um, and I will say that it's very good. It is it is very good. So uh, I don't know. I just my thought was that it would be better to have a 10x optical at a higher sensor and then crop. But it I don't out. get how that would work because then how can you crop? I don't out? either. You can't crop out. That's true. It would need to crop in. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, yeah, that I, make I, any I'm, sense. I'm trying to. I was just trying to get my head. Well, that, I but... mean, maybe it could use AI to like take the larger photo, and then it would just yeah. still be cropping oh, in. It would still be whip. cropping in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be something else. But we probably will see camera camera features like that that use AI to kind of fill stuff. Oh, in. well, that's a good transition into. So yeah, like the hardware, they went titanium. They did change the camera to match Apple's and whatever. Those are fine. I don't mind. I love the titanium feel on this. It's great. Uh, and I love the titanium feel on the iPhone. And they gave me the exact same color. So thank you. Shout out to them so that I can color match. Um, I mean, honestly, if I was to go Android full time, um, this would be the phone. I always say the Pixel, but I have become increasingly bored with Google's hardware these days like i still think they're solid phones they really are and the cameras are really good but samsung's just made so much more headway with their cameras to the point where like i don't think there's really that much of a difference between that and the pixel these days and i think that even with some of the capabilities that samsung has improved um but they focus a lot on ai software features um and so that is what i want to get your take on because that was another thing that you know is rumored for apple to be doing at uh you know, what we're assuming would be WWDC for iOS 18. Excuse me. And um, yeah, they kind of beat Apple to it in the sense of like, here's our AI features. We have AI features. Uh, we're jumping on the train. A little bit behind on Google because Google did introduce some AI features last year. Uh, and they partnered with Google. So let's start with the first one that I thought was really cool. And I, I've been trying it out last night. Um, this is the first time trying it out besides when I filmed the stuff last week. It works surprisingly well so all you do it's called circle to search you hold down the home button and it brings up this screen with google it's like this like very grainy looking screen kind of making it look like it's magical and you circle whatever is on your screen image wise basically it's google image searching whatever you take a picture of any picture you take a picture you have a picture up in front of you anything and you circle it and it will google search and it works remarkably well like I found, I took a picture of this water bottle. This is a corksicle water bottle. The logo is on the side. That is obvious. But I turned it this way to where you couldn't see it. 
And I took a picture of it and it knew exactly which one brought up the exact color, where to buy it. It was, that was, that's impressive. Like we did a bunch of other random stuff around the house. It recognized my Sonos beam and it was a grainy picture. It wasn't even that good um, because it was in the dark, not hating on the camera. It just was a bad photo in the sense of the way I took it. And, uh, you know, we were pretty far away and it knew Sonos beam. Here you go. Second gen even knew the generation, which was surprising. Um, and I thought maybe it would get the TV too, but it did not. Um, so that one I'm, I want to test more. Also, the lighting was bad. I feel like with bad lighting, it wasn't, uh, working as well as it should in that regards, but that that's so useful. Um, and that is also not a Samsung exclusive, by the way, that is something that they partner on with Google. So it will be coming to the pixels. Um, but it is a really cool feature. What are your thoughts on that in terms of that? Yeah, that does sound impressive. Um, I would definitely appreciate those sorts of features. And Apple's kind of started down that path with recognition of stuff in the Photos app, and it can recognize places. um, And that is using some sort of background um, AI or machine learning, as Apple like to call it when they introduce those features. But they've not kind of really put those front and center and enabled search for products. It's only search for places, um, I believe. Um, And uh, like pets and plants and stuff. Yeah, it can um, identify those. Food, and it can categorize yeah. photos based on that when you search. But it's not lent into it fully, um, as it looks like Samsung's now done. Uh, so I'd really like to see some more of that. My hesitation is about some of the other AI features, which I don't know if they are just there for the sake of it. Um, what, like what? Like what? A- a- like, ask away. Uh, like tone. Like you can choose the tone of messages you send. You can oh, change yeah. the tone. And I think... Yeah, really, you should be able to know what what tone to write your your own message in. Kind of, it's I I can understand it. I don't know that I like it in the messages app as much as it would be like way more useful in an email setting. Yeah, where you can highlight the text, and I I don't know that it can't do that. I um I was only shown in the messages app. Uh, I literally just got this phone yesterday, so I need to test it out. Um, but I'm guessing that it's kind of anywhere where you select the text um, that you can get this kind of stuff. Because in the notes app, you can select the text and you'll see the little star AI icon. You tap on that and you can auto summarize. You can get uh, formatting done. Um, and that stuff's useful. In the messages app, I think the translation's useful. So if like someone's texting you and um, you know, another language, Spanish, for example, was the one that they showed me. I can highlight the text and I can match the the conversation that I'm having. So like type it out like normal, then auto translate. That's cool. That's useful stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I need to format my text to a different tone. Um, yeah, so that that is understandable. Um, what about the uh, live translate feature in the phone app? So live translate's not that new. We have that in apps on, you know, on the iPhone too, uh, in the translate app. But that's like person needs to be by you in order to make that useful. This is placing a phone call. So I got to, they told me it was a real person on the other end. I don't know about that. But if it is, I feel really bad because we were not taking that seriously. (laughs) We were goofing around a little bit. So I'm sorry. Um, But we did manage to make a reservation for 15 people at 3 a.m., (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah so they were very confused when we said they're like it's it's gonna be 3 a.m i don't know that we can accommodate 15 people and i'm like just make it happen we want to have a good time in vegas 
uh, we were being a little, a little weird, but, um, yeah, I mean it like literally on the other end, they were Spanish speaking and they heard an AI voice repeat our English translation to them. Um, and then it would also, if they would have it, if they had a Samsung phone, they would see the written translation as well. And then when they spoke to us, we would hear, um, an AI voice give us the English version of it with the written translate. Like that's useful stuff. If yeah, you're traveling or need to make a phone call, let's think about like my grandma, she's Italian. Um, she speaks Italian. I know I can understand the language. I still have a hard time like fluently speaking it as fast as I would want to. So like, imagine if I could have a full on conversation with my grandma, who I've, I've never really been able to do that ever. Um, it's kind of like that, that that's the kind of stuff that I think is pretty cool. Uh, but she would have to have a S24 Ultra or any Samsung phone that just came out. And I don't think that she knows how to do that. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. What are your, what, what, Would you want these features on the iPhone? Yeah, largely. Um, I, I think that with Apple as well, if they can package that up with some local processing um, and really make that a very fast, private experience, um, I think that they can definitely... Uh, get the edge on actually selling that to consumers and also it's going to take some time for people to even remember that these things are available like you say not everyone is going to have a latest samsung device but five years from now when these things have been baked in for years and we're really used yeah. to using them that's when uh that's going to be really useful and i think apple has its own little niche in its ecosystem where it can leverage these things in potentially more interesting ways which is why it's a little bit frustrating that they haven't been able to do that so far they did say a lot of these features were on device. Some of the ones that weren't were the ones that do take a while because they have to connect to the internet and figure out, um, get a connection there. But uh, And that was largely in some of the photo stuff. Um, so yeah, in the photos app, this Google does have some of this stuff, but um, I felt like Samsung did a better job at explaining like more uh, beneficial use cases and also just some strange ones. Like we took a super zoomed in photo of something and it kind of just used AI immediately without even me telling it to, to make the picture better. Like it just, but it was also like more artificial looking. Um, so it just kind of enhanced what it saw on its own. And it just will do that if it re thinks it needs to. If you take a photo of something and it just feels like the lighting is off, it'll just take care of that for you. Not sure that I always want that to happen. Um, and then in the one that really blew my mind is there's two. So you can remove reflections, which is super useful. Um, and it does a really good job. And the other is you can turn any video, no matter whether you took it on your phone or not, no matter the frame rate, you can take any video and make it into a slow motion video, which is pretty cool. If you were like, I, I want to record this. Damn, it would have been cool if I would have recorded this and I did it in slow-mo. Like, it's not just taking the video and slowing it down and making it weird. It's legitimately using generative fill for video and, and AI to find the frames and cre create non-existent frames based off of the movements to match it so that it can slow it down without it looking weird and looking like a proper slow motion video. I don't know how all of that works, but that is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, those are yeah. my thoughts on the S24. Yeah, it's you sold time. it very well. I, I actually think that if Apple can come up with a suite of features like that, I think a lot of Apple customers will be very happy. Yeah. I mean, for me, who's not using a Android phone on the regular, like 
if I was someone who had an S23, um, you know, I don't know that any of these features are going to trickle down. I feel like it could be processor based as well. Um, also just exclusivity. So I'd be a little disappointed that there wasn't like that much of a drastic update uh, between the phones um, because largely they do look the same. I also didn't realize how much of uh, like the iPhone, the um, other versions, the S24 and the 24 plus, they, they're squared off. They look exactly like iPhones, but Hey, if the design works, do it. I don't know. All right. Let's talk vision pro real quick. Unless you have more to comment on for the, uh, no. Okay. Yeah. So vision pro tomorrow. I'm a little nervous. Do you think I'm going to be able to get this done? There, what Quo said 60 to 80,000 units. That's a lot less than the 400,000. I think that the 400,000 will eventually come, but I, I, um, yeah, I'm not I getting a so. unit from Apple. Apple's not sending out a lot. Um, you know, a lot of people got the demo it. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to do that again. We did get to do our first demo. Very grateful for that. Um, but like, yeah, there's more information coming out. Let's start with the first thing uh, in the sense that apparently a lot more people are complaining about how heavy it is. Mm. Have you seen that? Yes. Uh, I think that it's hard to tell how much the fit matters with that and um, which band you choose. Because of course, now we know that you get two different bands in the yes. box. Um, and one of them is that nice, big, thick, chunky um, headband that I believe you would have tried. And the other one is this dual loop band. That's a little bit, it looks like an Apple Watch Ultra um, yeah. loop, uh, but two so, of them. And it distributes the weight better because it's using the top of your head. So I'm confused on this because I did get one that used the top of my head during my initial, but it wasn't all like, this looks like all one piece. Like it's all, it's a dual band, right? Yeah. It's so all a prototype that you use some earlier okay. version. We see it in the marketing materials as well. The initial ones that came out where it looked like. An so they're not going to do that anymore then. No, now it looks like you just get these two in the box. Um, okay. You get this bigger, um, simpler one that provides you with a little bit more cushioning and probably a little bit more weight at the back of your head. And then you have this other band that provides you with um, a little bit more balance and support from the top of your head. So yeah. I guess it's just a question of which one you uh, you find most comfortable and depending on the I feel like it's got to be shape, etc. I feel like it's got to be the dual one because I, I will yes. say during my initial my initial test that it was um, it was fine. But I only had it for like maybe five minutes on my head without that top band to where I they they noticed that I kept adjusting it. So they were like, let's get them a top band. And then when I when they did that, it, it honestly changed everything. So um, I'm guessing it's not going to be as comfortable with just one band. And maybe those are the people that were complaining. Um, they didn't have the, the, the top one. But I will say if I was using a prototype, it worked very well. So I'm guessing that the, the dual loop band will be fine. Um, yeah. I don't think it's that heavy, honestly. I don't think it's any worse than some of the other ones out there. I know it is technically heavier, but... The difference is that because it's using so much glass and metal compared to rivals that are ultimately just plastic housings. Plastic. And also we've seen with Meta, they've done some things like mount the batteries at the back of the head to try and provide some balance. Everything here is at the front. So there's no doubt that it's it's heavy, but obviously some people are just have sort of stronger necks and more sort of resilience to deal with that than others. And some people are going to feel more comfortable with something on their face for a longer period of time than others. Um, yeah. And for some of us that are not big AR VR users, um, 
like me, I don't have a, a headset. I've tried a, a handful of them. Um, I, I understand what the experience is like of using these type of things, but I haven't used one for long enough in day-to-day -day use to really understand how comfortable I would feel with that. Um, and I even think that when I eventually get the chance to go along to an Apple store and try one out, that isn't going to be enough to know. I think that really the only way we're going to know is from people that actually have Vision Pro for hours. They use it for a few hours a day. And then you tell me if you've got neck pain at the end of the day, because a little 25-minute demo with Apple is not going to be enough, even with the most recent wave of hands-on reviews that came out. Um, I think they got so. to use it for an hour, but I mean, yeah, there was... So that was the other thing is we actually got pictures of what other people look like wearing them the first time that Apple's let anyone take pictures. And uh, what were your thoughts on how people looked with them? That's an interesting question. Um, some On some people, it looked huge, so huge, um, and and so sort of laughably massive. But then on other people, it looked tiny. And I know that this is, maybe my mind is just blown at the fact that obviously people do have different sized heads and people are different shapes and sizes. But it, it didn't occur to me that obviously um, it's not like a MacBook where I kind of get the size of, okay, it's going to look basically the same for everyone in front of you because it's just on a table. But when something's yeah. actually on your face and people's body types vary so much, it looks drastically different um, yeah. depending on ultimately how big your head is and um, how big your frame is. So, yeah, I mean, I've got a pretty small frame. I've got a pretty small head. I bet that thing, it would look stupidly massive on me. Um, it won't put me off buying one, but I think some people do look a little bit more silly wearing it than others. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then I had a question on um, the inserts. So we got all this information was last week and unfortunately we were going to talk about this, but we, you know, we couldn't record. Um, is that $99 for the Zeiss lens inserts for the pair or for each eye? Did they clarify that? I assume it's for the pair. It would be a bit what I strange if it was per eye, but right. it wouldn't surprise me, I guess. Right. Uh, I mean, we'll see. There's still stuff we don't know. By the time people listening to this, uh, listening to this episode, we will know because people will have been able to place those orders. But at the time of recording, we don't even know what the storage capacities are. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. So it's 256 is what they said. But are there going to be more? People are just like dead set that there's going to be more storage options. I'm not so sure about that. Are you? I think there will be because the way that it was worded in the press release when it says starts at um, uh, $34.99, for 256 gigs of storage when you're saying starts at that's there's got to be another model another configuration above that um well could that be could that be referring to adding the inserts in there i don't think so i don't think so because i think that is more like an optional extra um in the same way that when you buy something like a studio display or uh, any other sort of apple device where you can add something on they don't they don't they don't they don't count that because it's not like a storage configuration. Um, I, I'm sure I, I would go as far as to say, and maybe because people will be able to listen to this soon enough and find out, I would go as far as to say I'm 100% sure that there will be other storage options. It's just a question of what. My bet would be 256, 512, and one terabyte. But maybe I'm completely wrong by the time people are listening to this. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I guess this, this conversation is all going to be 
you know, we're going to get people being like, can't you just do some research? It's like, hey, we don't know. We'll know tomorrow when you're listening to this. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. But, um, yeah, I guess this will be fun to see if we were correct. I, I, I'm sure there are other options, but I don't know. Is that going to prolong shipping, too? Is 256 the only one that's available at launch? And then, you know, 512, one terabyte. Why would we need so much more, like, for the apps, I'm guessing, and downloading content? Like, could you could probably download movies, right, for the plane? That's really all I can think of. 256 should be more than enough. Everything else is going to be mostly internet and cloud-based. The difference is with with, with these large uh vr ar files whatever spatial files they are huge um and true, they true. can be way bigger than say a 4k movie so if you're downloading a bunch of spatial content um you are going to need a little bit more storage so true. i guess that's why they're providing that because if you're someone that is only perhaps using it for productivity or design and you just need a basic set of apps that is different to the sort of user that is setting up for using this as a content consumption device um, so I, I think that's why they're going to make those options available because I don't watch a lot of content. If I had a headset, I would not need a terabyte of storage. 256 would be fine for me, but someone that travels a lot maybe and wants to download a bunch of movies, maybe they do need that bit of extra storage. I think I think I need to know who's going to be the first person to comfortably travel with this on an airplane. Because I'm thinking about it like, okay, I'm getting it February 2nd. Let's just say I have something to go to. I, well, I'm going to I'm going to Disney later in February. Do I take that on? I mean, I can't, I can't take it. I'd be completely ignoring my family. But like, <laughs> let's just let's just say they were cool with let's just say they were cool with me ignoring them. You know, maybe it is. Maybe I should take it. Like they're all crying and like, oh, I don't want to go. I'm just like, whoop, pop it on. I'm just put myself on a beach somewhere, watch a you know, watch a movie. Uh, that would actually be kind of cool. Like, who who's gonna feel comfortable with this on their head? Oh yeah, people don't... gonna. It's like it's a status symbol, right? It's I can spend thirty four hundred dollars on. Here's the thing. Here's a, here's the on thing. Like a, just a fun device. Here's the thing. I would totally like. I plane is like the thing that I'm salivating for. Is like this is gonna make that so much better. Don't have to hunch down and look at my iPad. Like I can keep my head straight. I can even put my head back and lay back if I wanted to watch the content. Be so much more comfortable. Here's the thing that I am worried about. I don't want to talk to anyone about it. I don't want to have them ask me. You know someone's going to ask you when you're the first person that they've probably ever seen one, have one. You know that's going to be a conversation. And I just, I like talking to people. I am very friendly. But on a plane, everybody's grumpy already. And like, I just want to, I just want to watch my show. I mean, this happened before where I've been on planes and like, you know, depending on who the person is, if you just don't want to talk to them the whole time and you really want to like get back to doing what you're doing, but you don't want to be rude, that's that's tough. I've had great conversations where it didn't matter. And then I've had conversations where I'm like, I, I really just want to ignore you right now and I can't. Um, but what's the what better way to ignore somebody than just not being yeah. able to see them? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish they didn't put that. What's it called? The path well, through want, uh, eyesight? Eyesight, yeah. But when yeah. You, I, I believe that depending on the sort of content you watch, it, it is not like a clear pass-through uh, or artificially created view of your eyes um, all the time. So if you're watching a movie, I think it, it shows a different view Hell yeah. over your eyes. So uh, it look, <laughs> yeah. it, you, don't it, bother it me. It's clear to others that, yeah, you don't want to be bothered. 
it's going to be so weird when people are like sitting in their seat and the flight attendant comes by and says, like, can I get you a water, you know, Coke or whatever. And you just look up at them and you got those fake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, yeah, totally. Like if I was the flight attendant who's not, you know, and just has no idea what you're doing, I'd be freaked out. Also, someone needs to come up with an app to where you can change your eyes. If I want like googly eyes or something ridiculous, that would be awesome. Definitely not necessary, but something funny. You know that's going to exist. Something, Someone's going to do that. Um, yeah, just I'm excited for it, but I, I hope I can get one. Honestly, I am nervous about this yeah. thing selling out. So My, uh, my experience out there, of it is just going to be through you, Dan, because I'm, I'm jealous. Uh, I can't wait to get my hands on one. So you, you've, got to, well, got, you've got to experience it for me. I want every detail. Well, we're doing this for, for work. Like we need one for work. That's why if people could just, if you're out there and you are just getting one for pleasure, if you could just not do it right at 8 a.m., that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just give me an opportunity to get one for my job, that would be awesome. Um, otherwise, I'm going to have to, someone's going to have to let me come over and film it. I'm just going to have to, I'll fly out to you. You tell me. If you get one and you, uh, and you live in a cool area, that's got to, I need that. I need to go somewhere fun at this point. Uh, I will come out and film and pay you. No, I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> I don't know why I threw that out there. <laughs> uh, we'll figure it out. Anyways, um, what else do we want to add before it officially goes? I mean, we won't find out. Ev well, we will find out pretty much everything tomorrow um, yeah. in terms of like what you're getting and, and the ordering process. But how are you? How, so we, we do know that it's going to scan our face now. We don't have to go in, which is good. Um, I did not want to go into an Apple store to make this happen. Um, anything else that you want to add to it? Uh, well, I guess it's going to be a pretty quiet two weeks after we get to this process because it's just waiting, waiting for the big day. And I think that Apple must be nervous about that. Um, to really, it's one thing at the moment when they're heavily, heavily controlling how people use these devices in very controlled reviews uh, from trusted reviewers. Um, but when this is out in the wild and people are doing drop tests on it and just the oh, ludicrous God. stuff that people get up to, um, who knows what people are going to think of this thing? Listen, I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. If you are going to order a, a headset and take it away from those who are using it for their livelihood, like if you get one and you do a drop test of it. But what if that's their livelihood? What if their livelihood well, is, is, you know, yeah, producing that content? That's fine, I guess. That's fine. That is their job. That's what they do. That's fine. But if you're, well, yeah, the only people who would be crazy enough to drop it are people who are content creators. Yep. I was going to say, you're kind of kind of being a jerk because you're taking away a unit from somebody who's going to like actually review it. You know what? That's the thing. Okay, if you're going to do a drop test because that's your thing, at least do some other content before you destroy it. That's my only plea. Is like, I think that let other people use it first. My beef is not with those content creators. My beef is going to be with the people that are going to buy these things and then sell them on because supply is going to be so limited oh you're an, you're an absolute dick if you do that i'm sorry yeah. to be you know, you're just that's not that's so lame i cannot and you know that's going to happen with this enough. because it looks like it's going to sell out immediately it'll be interesting to see by the time people listen to this whether it really has um but i bet by the time anyone is listening to this it's going to be like eight week shipping time minimum 
Yeah, that's true. By the time this comes out, it'll be well past the pre-order time, and I'm guessing it will be slipped back. Maybe we're maybe we're wrong. Maybe nobody will buy it, but it will be the people who are like, "Oh, I can afford thirty five hundred dollars if it means I'm going to make six thousand dollars or seven thousand. Which, listen, I I totally understand the appeal. <laughs> I mean, what? Why wouldn't we want to double our money? I get it. It's just the worst because it takes away from those who don't really want to spend more than they're already spending to get something and kind of try it out. And, you know, it's just kind of, it's just not cool, but I get it. I know why it happens. It's part of the world. Um, I wish Apple had a way to like limit that too. one per person. There has to be a way, right? Do we know I'm, any I'm information sure on that? It will that? be limited to one per person. We don't know. Yeah, but it, like, it, it will be, but I'm sure they will. Should be one per shipping address. So you got to make this, yeah. if you're going to do this, it should be one per shipping address, one per, uh, at least at the time of ordering, like make it as hard as possible for them to have to go and get these extra units. Uh, that way it takes time away from them. They can't do it as quickly. And then that other people could get their orders in that are actually genuinely going to not sell this. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm also curious to see the reviews hmm. and uh, see what people think. So yeah. it's not going to be real reviews, by the way. It's not, you know, not when I say real, it's not long-term reviews, but it will yeah. be definitely, you know, on their own without Apple handholding them, I'm guessing. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what they say. I think people will be very, I think the, the biggest negative, honestly, is going to be the weight. Yes. And, uh, um, and maybe, and maybe, you know, those who, uh, can't quite figure out how they're going to use it, but I can't imagine anyone's not going to be blown away by the quality and the things that you could do with it. Um, it's just, is it worth $3,500 is going to be the biggest, biggest question. So is there an app that you're excited to use or you want me to test out from third-party developers, not Apple? I guess Things 3 doesn't count. Uh, not, uh, Does not, things not have an app? Not, I don't think that not that I'm aware of the doing a vision OS one. It would just be the iPad um, app, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's anything specific. Um, I just really, for me, it's about how productivity workflows really translate. I'm going to be asking uh, my MacRumors colleagues that are buying one whether they're actually able to do their day to day work in their headset, um, and that's really what is of interest to me. Okay. Well, yeah, you'll we'll we'll all you know this podcast isn't completely useless, everyone. We still have opinions on it, but uh, you know most of this stuff will be officially answered by the time uh, you listen to this. But at least you guys can see where our speculations were right or not right. So it'll be interesting to kind of revisit that. Maybe maybe next week we won't talk a whole lot about Vision Pro and save it for the following week. Um, but we can we can touch on how things went for the pre-order and if I inevitably got one, who knows? Uh, but yeah, up until then, pray pray for me so that I can get an order in so I can deliver you content, and uh, we'll catch everybody in the next episode. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.